To my note, since yesterday, with the five priests of the society and ten members in formation, we are doing a pilgrimage from Salem to the Grotto. And it's beautiful to pray the rosary so many times, have time to talk with others, and also walk through very beautiful scenes you know, of Oregon. But it is also tiring. So I'm glad, one, that I could take a break this morning, and two, that we have a group of five volunteers that are from Oregon State, that they are kind of a support system. So every some numbers of miles, there will be a vehicle, and they are there, like, giving you water, Gatorade, fruit, whatever you need, they offer it to you. Today we celebrate the Feast of the Ascension of the Lord. Jesus came in the flesh, and for 33 years people could see him, people could hear God, could see God, could touch God with their physical eyes, through their senses. And then after his resurrection, for 40 days he appeared and taught them about the kingdom of God. But today we read in Acts of the Apostles that the disciples see him being lifted up into heaven. They see and they witness his ascension into heaven. And Acts of the Apostles says that a cloud takes him, in a sense. As he's being lifted up, a cloud kind of hid Jesus from them. This doesn't mean that it was an Oregonian day and it got cloudy and they could not see Jesus anymore. The cloud in the Bible is a symbol of the divine presence. So as he's lifted up, this symbol, this element of the cloud, reminds us that the ascension is not like a physical ascension. It's not Jesus going in like, like a balloon going up to the sky and Jesus leaving this world. The image of the cloud reminds us that Jesus enters the glory of the Father, or the, the humanity of Jesus more precisely, enters the glory of the Father. Jesus never left heaven, but now he returns to heaven after accomplishing his mission and he enters in his glorious resurrected humanity and the father welcomes him well done good and faithful servant this is a historical event this is something that happened in in a place in a moment of history and before chosen witnesses it's a very powerful event we celebrate in the middle of easter or the end of easter almost so one thing we should really understand is that Jesus is not leaving this world. Yes, we cannot see his visible humanity anymore with the, as those who witnessed him, witness him did. But this ascent into heaven is not leaving the apostles and the church orphans. Someone sent me this meme that we post in the Facebook, like, what is the meaning of the ascension? It's the day when Jesus started to work from home. Not like, it's very relevant for today. So it's not Jesus now goes into rest. Say, so, oh, I work so hard, I can get an early retirement. I'm not 65, but 
let's retire. Jesus is not taking a break. On the contrary, the ascension reminds us that this is the time for action. The angels, they say to the apostles, Men of Galilee, why do you stare? Why do you stay looking up to heaven? Guys, get to work, says the angel. It's kind of ironic because what could you see as spectacular as a man being lifted up into heaven? If you see it, you will remain looking up, saying, Wow, this is amazing, even from the physical point of view. And the angels, they show up and says, why are you staring at heaven? This Jesus you saw live, he will come back. So the angel is saying, this is the time for mission. Now you are supposed to do what Jesus did. Now you become the hands and the feet of Jesus. And the same happens in the gospel. Jesus says, go into the whole world, preach, baptize, teach all that I have taught you. So this is a time of mission, and this is a very demanding and, if you want, overwhelming mission. These were regular people. Actually, Matthew says that they still doubted. They still doubted. And the angels, they call them men of Galilee. Like, you're simple people, like fishermen. But the beauty of the ascension is that with this mission, with this task that God gives the church, comes a promise of assistance. The ascension is a reminder that Jesus is in heaven, in glory, with all his power, assisting us today. In many ways, the scriptures remind us that God gives us this mission but together with the mission, he gives us his grace. In the gospel, we hear his promise. I am with you always till the end of the age. So he gives them the mission. But then he promises both those disciples in that mount of the ascension and the church of all times to be with us till the end of time. These are the last words of the gospel of Matthew. And once we should memorize, I am with you always till the end of the age. And this is true today. The ascended, glorified Christ is with us today. And then the letter of Paul to a Roman says that when Jesus enters heaven, he has one primary task and is intercession. Romans 8 says, Jesus who died, rather was raised, who also is at the right hand of God, who indeed intercedes for us. The one who died was raised and is at the right hand of God, and to whom all power was given, says the Gospel of Matthew, intercedes for us. So Jesus commissions the church, but at the same time, he says, I'm going to intercede for you. I'm going to pray for you at the right hand of the Father. And then finally, Acts of the Apostles and Luke 24 both say the same. 
Stay in the city until you are clothed with power from on high. Jesus is respectful of the lost today, like, don't go more than 50 miles. Stay in the city until you are clothed. That's a very beautiful image. Clothed, like wrapped, enveloped, with power from on high, with power from heaven. The word, the Greek word is dynamis, from what, where comes dynamite. Stay in the city before being my witnesses. I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. You're going to receive a new force, a new strength that's going to allow you to go forth. So the assistance of Christ, the intercession of Christ, the presence of Christ, and the sending of the Holy Spirit are all connected with this Feast of the Ascension. And the proof unfolds in the Acts of the Apostles. The promise became true. Peter and John, they begin to preach, perform miracles. They continue the life of Jesus. The disciples are assisted when they suffer. For example, St. Stephen, as he's been stoned, Acts of the Apostles says that he looked up intently to heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. So as he's been stoned, martyred for Jesus, he looked up to heaven and he saw Jesus interceding for him. And that presence, that intercession, made that amazing suffering bearable. bearable. Gave him a, a new consolation, a new strength to continue being faithful in the midst of suffering. Or St. Paul, when he was afraid of going to Corinth to preach, in the middle of the night, Jesus appeared and said, Do not be afraid. Continue preaching. I am with you. No one will harm you. That's the resurrected Jesus, strengthening him, saying, I am with you. You are not alone. You have a great mission, but I am with you. And I will always give you the grace you need to face whatever circumstance comes your way. That's the principle of the ascension. Because Jesus is in heaven interceding for us, the heavens are open for us. And God is always willing to give us the grace we need to face whatever circumstance we face. God is always ready to open heaven for us and give us the grace to bear with him and go with him through whatever circumstance of life we face. I'm reading this beautiful book of Immaculate, The Left to Tell. If you haven't read it, it's, you read it in five days. I, well, taking me one week, but it's a story of Immaculate who survived the genocide in Rwanda, the tribal war between Tutsis and Hutus. And she spent 90 days in a bathroom that was three feet wide for, by four feet long, more or less. Very, very small. 
with six women, with six more women. Ninety days. And she says that at first she was in such a despair, but then she started to pray. Like, I don't, countless times the killers came in search for them and they could not find them. But in the midst of that hell, if you want, in the midst of that suffering, physical pain, fear for death, abandonment and separation from her family, she says that so many times she prayed and God gave her a special grace, a special strength. That's the ascension. I am with you always. I'm at the right hand of the Father interceding for you. And whenever you ask, you can be clothed with power from on high. And the same is true for you today. Whatever circumstance you face, Jesus, with all power and all glory and all strength, he's on your side. Your life matters to him in a more precise and particular way that you can imagine. He sees your life. And whatever grace you need, he wants to give it to you. Are you suffering like St. Stephen? He wants to show you that he's with you. Are you doubting like the 12? He wants to strengthen your faith. Are you afraid like Paul? He wants to give you a new boldness. Do you need direction like the Council of Jerusalem? He wants to give you his assistance and light. Do you need new love in your relationships? He wants to give it to you. Are you being tempted? He wants to strengthen you. Do you need more patience in the midst of the pandemic for whatever thing you are facing? He can give it to you. He is with us, interceding for each one of us at the right hand of the Father. He did not abandon the world. And he wants you to be his presence in the world today. He wants to clothe you with power from on high. So maybe for homework this week, just whenever you feel something stronger than you, pray for the grace. Pray for the grace to overcome and to go through that situation in the power of God, in the power of the Holy Spirit. Pray the grace of new faithfulness, of new fervor, of new love, on whatever circumstance you face. Pray for the grace. Especially in this week, let us stay in the city and wait for the promise of the Father. Let's take this whole week as a week of intercession, praying for the coming of the Holy Spirit. He promised it. He will do it.